0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillahi wa ala Alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Allahumma solli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. My beloved brothers and sisters, we are all seated here in this beautiful house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the city of Durban, here in the suburb of Musgrave. And do you realize that every one of us has been impacted by something? We are here for a reason. That reason is connected to our belief and the reason is connected to the fact that we are Muslims. And the reason is connected to the fact that we consider ourselves fortunate to be from among the followers of Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wasallam, chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the reason. Had it not been for the deen of Allah, we would not have been here. Had it not been for the gift of Allah Almighty that he sent his most beloved, the best of creation, the most noble of all prophets, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to us, we would not have been here. And this is the reason why the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has a rank higher than anyone else. Quite simple. If I can break it down and re-explain it. He says to us, Whoever sets a good example or teaches something good will have a reward not only for that good but for everyone who followed that good. Right up to the day of judgment without a decrease in anyone's rewards. So if you teach me something, you get a reward for every time I benefit from it. Or do what you taught me. And then when I teach 10 others, you are getting a reward for 11. And when each one of them teaches 10 others, you are getting a reward for 110. And when each one of them teach another 10, you are getting a reward for thousands and thousands and millions and billions and trillions of people who came onto the earth from that time to the end of time. And here is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He taught us, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa Imagine the reward he is clocking and getting for every single good deed that every single Muslim has done from the time of the Sahaba, radhiallahu anhum. The millions and the billions of Muslims who have existed thus far, including the billions on earth right now for every sajda that takes place. At every moment across the globe who is getting the reward sallallahu alayhi Wasallam? every goodness that you engage in that is brought to you by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through nabi muhammad sallallahu wasallam, his status is being elevated as we speak and as we breathe and as our hearts are beating yet he already had the highest status prior to him even being sent to us it is impossible for us to imagine the reward the blessings the status that allah has bestowed upon his favorite upon the best of creation the most noble of all prophets of Allah. And this is why to have chosen him as the final messenger is also one of the greatest honors of Allah. When he spoke about children, he asked us to try to have more children. Why? فَإِنِّي he says because through you i will be the prophet who has the largest following on the day of judgment based on the fact that the ummah reproduced may allah make it easy for fathers and mothers because there is no point in having so many children when you know that you cannot offer them the quality of the deen that is expected of you to have given them the reward of a man who has children is not connected to the mere fact that he has children or the mother has children it's connected to the type of upbringing you give them the hadith says you have two daughters another says three daughters one even says one daughter if you are to give her a good upbringing such that she is steadfast and understands her connection with Allah and fulfills her duties and grows up to be a person conscious of Allah and then you get her married to someone who is conscious of Allah in return for that you get jannah that's what the hadith says why why doesn't the hadith speak about the boys simple When you have a daughter, you are going to raise someone who is going to leave your home. Someone who will then be with another in such a way that the authority of the other will supersede yours. It's not easy. Ask me, I have daughters, three of whom are already married. It's not a joke to give your children away, especially your daughters. You don't know what the man is going to do. All you want is respect. You've never shouted, screamed, yelled at your own daughter. You've never sworn at her. But here comes a man with a big beard. He's swearing your daughter. He's shouting at her. He wants to slap her. Would you allow that? It is forbidden in Islam. You don't behave like anything else besides a mu'min, a believer believer you are a believer it must show in your character خيركم خيركم look at the prophet not out of pride not out of arrogance he says I am the best from amongst all of you to his wives and the best of you are those who are the best to your wives he says it loud and clear subhanallah imagine you going on to the earth today and telling the people, the messenger, peace be upon him, said, the best of you, the best to your wives. They would probably say, what kind of a religion is this? Wallahi, if the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said something and it is confirmed and authenticated that he said it, whether you understand it or not, it is the absolute fact. There is nothing that can ever be more factual than the statements of our nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam whether you understand it or not is something else it's got nothing to do with it being right it's right so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when allah sent him to us he sent the best the highest in rank from all creatures of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored us by sending him to us my beloved brothers my dear sisters it is only those who understand and appreciate a favor who are able to fulfill its requirements If I were to give you the latest Rolls-Royce Cullinan 2022, for those of you who might know what it is, you might not know how to even start the car. You won't even know how to operate it. For some of you, you might say, what is that? I saw a Toyota down the road, which is even better. That's what you might say. Because you have no clue as to what you are just given. You don't know what you're given. When you realize what you are given and you appreciate it, that is the only time you will be able to fulfill its rights. We have failed as an ummah. Individually, but not collectively. The ummah as a whole is protected by Allah. But individually, we need to correct ourselves. We need to constantly improve ourselves. We need to constantly look at the heart and clean it. For indeed, the heart is the place where the diseases lie, both physical and spiritual. Anyone has a problem, go to the doctors. They say, get a blood test done. For what? Because it's connected to the blood. The blood pumps from where? The heart. The heart. So you know what you are deficient of. And what you have too much of, be it sugar or whatever else it may be, may Allah cure all of us. That ameen was quite loud. Huh? May Allah grant us cure. But you check from the blood. In the same way, your spiritual diseases also check from the same heart. You have malice, envy, jealousy, hatred. All of these were warned against by Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Should I not show you something if you were to do it, love would increase between you before you get to what it is. That first part of the statement means love between you is important. That's what it means. Even if someone did not tell you what the thing was that would get you to love each other, the mere fact that Muhammad is telling you that I want to show you something that will increase the love between you already depicts the importance of love between us. Do we have it? The answer is no. I'm jealous of him because he's got 50 rands more than mine. And this guy is jealous of everybody else because that He's doing better than the other. This one is jealous because he married a prettier woman. Astaghfirullah. Sorry for saying that. But it happens. This is the real life. That man is burning simply because another is more popular than him. The other one is creating fitna simply because this one here has done better than him. For what? Innal hasada hasanat. Here is Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam whose life we celebrate on a daily basis, every day. As-salamu alayka ayyuhannabiyu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, I repeat that so many times a day and so do all of us. If you don't, your Salah is not valid and you're not even a Muslim. If you don't fulfill your Salah, The matter between us and the disbelievers is the five daily prayers. Whoever leaves them out intentionally cannot call himself or herself in the fold of Islam. So here is Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi We send blessings and salutations upon him on a daily basis. He is telling us jealousy eats away your good deeds no matter how many you have. You can have hajj, you can have zakah, you can have saum and fasting. You can fast every Monday and Thursday. You can have your sunnah dress. You can have your sunnah look. You can have salah in the first saf. But if you have jealousy in your heart, those good deeds are being eaten away. According to who? Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So clean your heart. Allah wa Behold, he says. He raised his voice. you know how, how he raised his voice? Why do you think I'm raising my voice today? It's not normal, right? You normally say, this guy is calm. <laughs> At times, the Prophet ﷺ, when he used to lecture, when he used to deliver a sermon, he used to raise his voice. His eyes became red, his face became red. He raised his voice. And he warned the people as though he was warning an army of an enemy coming in the morning or the evening. There is an enemy. Coming every morning and evening, and during the day, his name is Iblis, Shaytan. Don't allow him to overtake you. Not at all. Clean your heart. A Sahabi at the time of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam was pointed at by the blessed finger of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as he walked away. And he tells his companions if you would like to see a man from jannah look at that man walking away the sahaba Anhum were concerned they were all wanted to be from among the people of jannah do you know what some of them went on to find out what was it maybe this man is engaged in what at night he must be standing in salah right man of jannah He must be standing in salah. He must be reading more sunnah and nafil. He must be giving out charities. He must be fasting every Monday and Thursday. He must be doing this deed and that deed, whatever it may or may not have been. They wanted to know. Finally, when they got to find out from the man himself, he said, there's nothing extra I do. It's just that when I recline, into my bedding in the evening, I take a look at my heart and I remove from it ill feeling against anybody and everybody else from the Ummah. I sleep with a clean heart. Can you do it? Just that one deed. It is the most difficult deed. But you can try. Your life will be content. You will be a happy man. You will be an amazing individual because spiritually you are connecting with Allah. The people around you are not here by mere coincidence for you and I. It may be coincidence for Allah. Trust me, it was planned before you were born that the man sitting next to you in Musgrave at the masjid today was meant to be sitting next to you today. There's no coincidence for Allah. You and I, it's coincidence. And guess who he is? He's a man I had a major business fallout with. Are you going to turn and say, "Assalamu alaikum"? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Hala adullukum ala amrin idha Should I not show you something if you were to do it, the love would increase between you. Afshu salama Spread the salam among you. Greet those you know, those you don't know. Those who are old, those who are young. Those who are whatever, whoever. Greet them. Teach your children to greet the adults. And you as an adult, greet the children also. The Prophet sallallahu being a Nabi of Allah and not any ordinary Nabi the greatest of all sallallahu alaihi wasallam he used to greet some of those young people and talk to them and joke with them ask them simple questions that were related to them and so on why because we are concerned of the building of an ummah it's not got to do with my life and yours it's got to do with generations to follow where is your concern your pocket sorry that's very narrow Where is your concern? Just you and your locality. Very narrow. Where is your concern? Just your type and your people. Very narrow. But if your concern is 200 years from today, where are we going to be? Let me sow the seeds. Then you are talking business. Business. What type of business? Tijaratun ma'allah. Business with Allah. Oh Allah, I'm planting a seed. Everyone who follows this, let me get a reward for it. So imagine Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Aisha radiallahu anha told him when she saw as a wife that his blessed legs and feet were swelling because of him standing long hours in salah, in prayer at night she says o messenger sallallahu alayhi wa you are standing long hours until it is causing the swelling and yet you are one who is going to be the first in jannah in paradise you have such a high status and she mentioned and mentioned whatever she had to mention do you know what he looked at her and he says afala akuna abdan shakura I know Allah has given me everything. I know my status. Obviously, he would know it. His humbleness and humility was greater than yours and mine. And we have nothing. He had everything, but he was more humble than you and I, who have nothing in comparison. Nothing. Where is the haughtiness of the people today? Where? You want to be haughty, proud. You think you are it? There are people who had it, they knew it, they were there, they have the status, they had so much, but they were still humbled. I always think of the incident of Taif, when the angels came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they couldn't bear what was happening, and the instruction that they brought from Allah was that if you just tell us, just give us a little sign, we will crush these people. He knew he could deal with these enemies. He knew everything. But what did he do? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. qawmi fa innahum la Oh Allah, guide my people, for indeed they don't know. They don't know. If they knew, they would never do this, my brothers, my sisters. The Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, tells us, "Ala, wa inna fil jasadil mudghah, ida salahat salah al jasadu kullu, wa ida fasadat fasad al jasadu kullu, ala wahiy al qalbuh." Behold, in this body of yours there is a piece of flesh. If it is pure and clean, the entire body will be pure and clean. And if it is sick and dirty, corrupt, the whole body will be sick, dirty and corrupt. Behold, it is the heart. Subhanallah. That is a, Powerful message of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. To who? Who was he telling that to? The companions, and who were they? They were the best of the lot. Are you thinking? This is advice saying clean your heart. To who? To Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali. Anhum. They were the best of the lot. Did they get angry and upset? Hey, what you telling me, clean my heart? What you think it's dirty Typical Durban (laughs) night. Allah grant us ease. I don't mean it in a bad way. It's just a matter of accent. Right or wrong? You tell someone, clean your hearts, what you think? (laughs) May Allah grant us ease. He was telling the best of the people who did not really have so much of a problem. But they were so delighted to receive it. And to look into their hearts. Umar ibn al-Khattab, a mountain of a man. He asked Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, "Oh Hudayfa, you are fortunate. The messenger, peace be upon him, told you the hypocrites. Tell me who are they? He says, I can't tell you who they are. Because that was just something that was told to me as an amana." He says, okay, if you cannot tell me who they are, is the name of Umar on that list. Would any one of us go to a man just for argument's sake? If the man had the list of hypocrites, do you ever think you would go there and say, please, is my name there? No way, no chance. How can I be a hypocrite? I make five salah, my dirty goes all the way to my stomach. How can I be a hypocrite? By the way, it means a beard for those who don't know. I tell you, People better than you and I were warned about things that if we were warned about by people around us, we would stop talking to them. Right or wrong? Someone says, clean your heart. Say, what heart? Subhanallah, here we are today. I am telling you, one of the major disasters that we are facing in today's materialistic world is that the hearts need attention i'm wording it respectfully clean your heart look at someone black or white or green or yellow or whoever it may be do you feel a love in your heart towards them simply because of the shahada if not you have a problem you have a problem you love someone do you love them you see him youngster old person young person No matter what race where they come from do you think for a moment you are better than them if the answer is yes you have a problem do you feel the love in your heart if the answer is no you have a problem when will we learn to love each other for the sake of allah we only love a circle that we're involved with do you feel for the rest This is the ummah. We are celebrating the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the message of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the entire existence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Look at the warnings he issued. Look at what he said. You need to love each other. You are my ummah. You are my ummah. That's who you are. So love each other. Look after each other. You will have differences, no harm. But remember, when you resolve them with love, with kindness, with goodness, and sometimes they may not be resolved. The Prophet sallallahu tried very hard. He left all the instructions with us. You know what the companions used to say? Ma taraka khayran illa wa alayhi. وَلَا إِلَّا حَذَّرَنَا مِنْهُ In one narration, حَتَّى الْخُرَاءَةَ أو الخراءة. The Prophet did not leave any goodness except that he taught us about it. And he did not leave any sinful or harmful or prohibited thing except that he warned us about it. So much so that he even taught us how to clean up after we use the loo. After the call of nature to wash up, that was also taught by the Prophet sallallahu My brothers, my sisters, we are part of an ummah. We are fortunate. On the day of Qiyamah, we will be recognized by the places that we had washed when we made wudu five times a day. We will be recognized by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For those who fulfilled the rights of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For those who tried to fulfill his instruction. For those who understood the value of being a member of the ummah. We are part of one huge, huge, huge goodness. Massive. How many people are there in this ummah? Millions and billions. From the beginning up to the end, there'll probably be more than a trillion. Maybe way beyond that, I have no figure. Allah alone knows it. And every time, everyone fulfills salah, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam is getting... A full reward, full reward. Every time you give a sadaka, how much sadaka do you think has the Ummah given? Not in the last month. The last month could be a few trillion. Trust me. Not in the last year. It could be. You'll need to be a Zimbabwean to know the number. Nonillions and decillions. No. But in the last 1400 years, how many gazillions were probably given in the path of Allah? Who gets a full reward for every little droplet spent? Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The reason I'm mentioning this just to highlight to you a portion of the status. Have you thought of it? A portion of the status if when you are sacrificing an animal you get a reward equivalent to so much for sacrificing the animal during the udhiyah or what is known as qurbani imagine how many animals have been sacrificed from the beginning to now every single one of them full reward goes to nabi muhammad sallallahu he's already at the top he's already the highest He's already right there. But it's clocking and clocking and clocking and clocking and clocking. And when I was sitting and thinking about it, I was thinking with such a cheap example of the world today to say the richest man, imagine he's so rich. If he makes big, big investments, he'll keep on getting more and more and more. And the others, what about them? Subhanallah. Then I realized that example is too low for Nabi Muhammad sallallahu You can't even give it. May Allah accept from us. Do you realize whose ummah you are? Do you realize what burden you're carrying on your shoulders? Do, re- do you realize whose ambassador you are? Now, when you scream and you shout, what an embarrassment you are instead of an ambassador. Now, when you yell at home, or when you beat up someone, or threaten another, or do a dirty business deal, or cheat and deceive, or you're filled with hatred and jealousy and enmity. Against someone who might be closer to Allah than you. Do you realize what you've just done? May Allah make it easy. It's not worth it. Life is too short. How long do you want to live? 70 years is good enough. I see people looking at me. I'm already 75, they say. Okay, add another bonus. Let's say 80. How much do you want to live? Say 100, mashallah. But you still have to go. What 100 years do you know what it is it's a flash ask those who are 50 you're already half a century how long did it take for 50 years to pass a flash right a flash you have to go back to allah my brother my sister there's no chance no way that you're not going to go back you came you're going to go back We created you from it, we will return you to it and we will resurrect you from it one day again. You have to go back to Allah, you have to and so do I. Prepare for the day, what should you do? Engage in lots of salawat ala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, the one who deserves my intercession the most on the day of judgment will be the one who sent the most blessings and salutations upon me. Go for it. Even if you just say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam many times a day, you are getting there. It is an investment. It's amazing. Thereafter, engage in lots of istighfar. Seek the forgiveness of Allah and seek the forgiveness of the people whom you have wronged. Don't be ashamed to go up, brother. I wronged you. I I slandered you. I lied about you. I wronged you behind your back. Please forgive me. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. Subhanallah. The other day, there was some scholar who came to me. He told me, I want to seek your forgiveness for what I said. I was shocked. I said, Sheikh, I would never believe you said something. He said, He told me in Urdu, I'm thinking about the hereafter. I'm worried. I think I wronged you. I just don't want anything between you and me on the day of judgment. I was shocked. And I was too shy to ask him, what was it? But something inside was itching to say, ask him, man, what was it? I want to know what is it you did? What is it you said? Then I left it. So there was a brother with me. He tells me, you know, I look at these ulama as though they are sahaba man," And I'm listening. And today I realized that they're not sahaba. I said, you know what? They have on their shoulders the work of the Sahaba. That's why this man came. When he came, forget about me saying, No, it's okay, never mind. I started worrying about myself to say, Hey, I need to start going to a few people here and there. Right or wrong? You are saying, Hey, this guy came to me to say sorry. In the interim, shaitan is making you forget that you need to go to so many others to say sorry. He's just showing you by example. Allah sent him to you so that you can clean your record with others. Never mind his record with you. You understand the difference? This is the clean heart, to clean the heart. I need it too. Today I'm talking. This talk is for me. And then inshallah, after that for all of us, if you benefit, alhamdulillah, the idea is clean the heart. The ummah is struggling and suffering. If Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam Warned his companions, those companions, you cannot compare them to the ulama of today. We are weak. The ulama themselves have weakness. One is fighting the other. The same jealousy we talk about from the hadith. They will teach that hadith in the hadith lesson. Inside the dars and inside the school or the madrasa. But they will also be struggling from that same quality. They also need help. I need help. You need help. That's why we talk to each other. My brothers, my sisters, I say it here and now. If I have wronged any one of you, forgive me. Forgive me. I promise you I did not do it intentionally. I may have said a word. I may have ignored. Sheikh Hassan, I might not have responded to your phone call, but it's not intentional. MashaAllah. We are human. It happens. Don't hold it in your heart. Let's go to Jannah together. I want to end with one question. I have a lot to say, but next year, if Allah gives us the life, we gather here again. I have one question. You see, if Allah tells you, I give you Jannah. If Allah tells you, I give you Jannah. But your neighbor in Jannah is going to be your worst enemy here in the dunya. What will you say? Think of someone you don't like to see their face. And Allah tells you for eternity He's going to be your neighbor in Jannah. I can tell you my answer. Oh Allah, grant me Jannah. What happens to the rest is okay. Everything is fine. Put whoever you want on my left and my right for as long as I am there. It's okay. We succeeded. Because once you get there. Allah says, we have snatched out of their hearts any negative feeling. There will be no negative feeling. And you get what you want. I just need to get there. You know, someone asked me a question that, will my cat come to Jannah because I really miss my cat? And this question has repeated itself hundreds of times. You know, you have a pet. You get close to the pet. Your pet dies. What happens? You cry more than you cried when your neighbor died. But at the same time, it's a human feeling. You have to face it. You were close to your pet. The question arises will my pet be in paradise? You know what I said? Wallahi, the true answer is work on getting to paradise. That's the answer. Once you get there, when you are there, and once you arrive in Jannah, what Whatever you think of you will get you will have it is yours but from now you cannot decide what you want there in terms of things like these you say ya Allah my Rolex please when I die I need it in Jannah what Rolex what are you talking about man and the example I gave is you know when you were in the wombs of your mothers you must have enjoyed something there imagine if you at that time thought to yourself hey I love the taste of this whatever's coming in here in my system. It's feeling so nice. It's really amazing. Do you even remember that? Not even. Number one. Not even. You don't even remember what it was, right? Number one. Number two is, if I were to bring it all for you today, do you want it? Would you like it? Not at all. It's no longer applicable. May Allah Almighty grant us ease and jannah. May Allah Almighty grant us love. May Allah Almighty help us to help one another. May Allah Almighty help us to guide one another correctly and to realize and understand the value of this great messenger, وسلم, whom we have been chosen to be a part of his ummah. And may Allah Almighty grant us all the best of this world and the next.